It's episode one of Peak Advice with Whitehorn Capital. We've been in the business of advising clients since 2008 on transactions, strategy, the economic outlook, the market dynamics, all with the goal of helping our clients perform better, maximize value, and get the best of their transactions. Now, through Peak Advice, we're striving to share our thoughts and outlook more broadly and cover a variety of topics that impact our clients and your business. It's been an interesting couple of years from the dire economic impact of COVID, the government's immediate responses globally, the supply chain chaos, and the resulting inflation. Today, we're gonna to dive into these and other economic factors and what we think will happen to businesses in the next 12 to 24 months. To say there's a lot going on in the world and the mixed signals we're seeing would be an understatement. Inflation, is it getting better or just pausing? Interest rates, are they going higher or lower? Currency, consumer spending, their dreaded R word, recession. Will we see one? It's curious because immediately prior to recording this podcast, the 16th largest bank in the U.S. failed with a run on deposits. The Silicon Valley Bank has been the bank of the tech sector in the U.S. and represents the largest major bank since 2008 to fail. Its impact on the broader financial sector is still unknown, literally happening just a few days ago. But it adds significant uncertainty to the topics that we're going to cover today. My name is Andrew Tavender. Joining me today are my Whitehorn team, Ray, Katie, and Greg. Today's podcast, we're going to cover the economic factors that will impact Canadian businesses going forward and the challenges that will be faced by businesses and business owners in the east and the west of our country. We're going to dive into these factors as best we can in the time we have to give you some insights into where we see the Canadian economy going and what will happen for businesses and where they should be able to take advantage of opportunities. Following this, we'll dive into Ray's deal of the month, which is a deal that Whitehorn completed in the building product distribution space that we're very excited to share and discuss. Ray, can you get us started off with your quick thoughts on the Canadian economic situation and your outlook for what's going to happen over the next 12 to 24 months? When it comes to the Canadian economy, personally, I am cautiously optimistic over the next 12 months. My take is based on three key indicators that we're seeing currently. I'll start with the unemployment rate. We're at 5%, which is pretty close to record lows. It's a healthy sign in terms of the employment levels within the economy. Moving on to inflation, it was at 5.9% as of January 2023, gradually declining in response to the eight rate hikes implemented by the Bank of Canada over the last year or so. The good news is that the central bank is now in more of a wait-and-see mode with no rate hikes expected over the next few months. And lastly, GDP growth. Looking at Q4 of 2022, it was relatively flat compared to Q3. And Q4 was actually the first quarter where GDP was flat compared to the previous five quarters where it grew. And personally, I think this gives the central bank another reason to leave interest rates where they are currently. Some economic risks we should be considering would include supply chain disruptions, uh, labor shortages, as well as the ongoing geopolitical tensions around the world. So, Ray, you're, you're predicting a bit of a soft landing and good growth in the economy by, by year end. Is that fair? I think that's fair. In terms of a rate hike, I think we'll see, well, I, I predict one more rate hike this year, but I don't see it going any higher. Again, it really depends on what the U.S. Central Bank does as well. If the Federal Reserve continues to hike rates going forward, our central bank may respond differently accordingly. 
Greg, what about you? What are your thoughts on uh, on the next 12 or 24 months? Well, I see, similar to Ray, the central bank will likely wait and see approach for the next couple of quarters. But coming to the third quarter, I, I suspect we're going to see the economy start to slip and there will be potentially even into some level of a recession. Anytime that you have inflation climbing at high levels, especially above 8%, and then unemployment being significantly low or lower than 4%. In history, has typically been followed by a recession of some magnitude. The, the real question is kind of how, how long. It does seem in the current state that the central banks have great control over the economy, so they're able to deliver their stimulus in such a way that is very impactful. So I can't, I, I can't, don't believe it'll be very, a very long recession, but I do see we're going to see an economic stumble across uh, North America, maybe the globe kind of coming into the fall of 2023. Yeah, I, I probably agree with, with you, Greg, in, in terms of, of what I'm seeing in the market and what my outlook is going forward in the next 12 to 24 months. I think that there's I think consensus is the U.S. Fed will continue to raise rates, including potentially a 50 basis point hike this month. Canada, I think, will keep their rates relatively flat, possibly through the rest of the year. And and if we do start to slip into a recession, I would actually see them decrease the the interest rate or the bank rate, Canada bank rate. And and I I agree with with you, Greg and and Ray, that I mean I think we're Canada's economy right now is is showing mixed signals. The unemployment rate's low. We're seeing wage growth, both of which tend to lead to inflation. But because of the Bank of Canada rate increases over the last year, GDP growth, business investment, and business spending are are declining. And GDP's year-over-year relatively flat, as reset. What's really buoyed the country in the last six, nine months, and, and even longer, is, is the consumer spending. And I think that's where we'll start to see things get hit this year is is on the consumer spending side, which will then have us, to, to Greg's point, I think that helps lead us into a, a recession and a, an economic slowdown. Just from what we're seeing in the marketplace, we've seen two large American big box stores declare bankruptcy in Canada for their Canadian operations in Bed Bath & Beyond and Nordstrom's, which creates sizable gaps in the market. And, and I don't know... Who will will fill those gaps if we do start to see uh, a slowdown on the consumer spending side? So, I guess my prediction is that that business owners need to be cautious. Balance sheet strength is imperative. Saving cash costs where you can is imperative. And and I mean, we may start to see layoffs or contraction on the employment side outside of the tech sector, where which has sort of led the way so far this year. Could be a tale of two stories in that the. Western Canada with the heavy resources and continued expansion in commodity prices will probably not see this, the full impacts of the any economic retreat. Whereas Ontario, Quebec, I think will it would appear that they have much more sensitivity to the interest rate hikes and are much more impacted by the low unemployment rate. Getting people and the constraints that has on business will be much more impactful there than in, in the West, I suspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And back to Andrew's point about consumer spending slowing down. It's interesting looking at a couple of our clients in the past 12 months where they saw a spike in sales coming out of the pandemic. 
with the free money provided by the government, consumer spending went up. That being said, though, we're at this inflection point with mortgage costs going up, as well as when you go to the grocery stores, you're seeing inflation at an unprecedented rate. We're definitely expecting consumer spending to pinch back. And back to our clients that in the retail space, it did seem that despite sales in dollar amounts going up, when you peel back the onion further, looking at volumes year over year, that may tell a different story. For one of our clients, the volume growth was still there, whereas for the other, uh, volume growth was actually flat. And therefore, that may paint a different picture for business owners going forward. You can't just focus on dollar amounts, especially in this inflationary environment. Paying attention to what your sales volumes are is pretty important as well going forward. Yeah, I think that's a good point, Ray. And, and just to expand on that, I think as as inflation has increased pricing, but unit sales may not be keeping pace, if we do start to see a decline in that consumer spending, that has a, a major trickle-on effect to Canadian manufacturers in particular as inventory builds at the retail level start to, to impact future orders and additional orders. And I do think that there is that risk because of what we saw with the supply chain over the last few years, where across businesses and across sectors, there were supply chain challenges. And those challenges, I think people right now, because of lead times on a lot of businesses in terms of when they need to order things, they may have been more aggressive in their ordering heading into this year. And now we're starting to see some potential uncertainty on the spending side. I think I think Greg's right that Western Canada has a bit of a natural buffer compared to Ontario and Quebec because of our commodity price exposure and our commodity prices being priced in U.S. dollars, particularly if if we see the U.S. continue to raise interest rates and Canada either hold steady or be forced to drop interest rates by year end, you'll start to see some weakness in the Canadian dollar, which will hurt, I believe it will hurt the, the U.S. Or, or Quebec and Ontario manufacturing far more than it'll hurt Alberta production because of just the, the natural hedge where Western Canada tends to have their largest exports priced in U.S. dollars and they're all of their input costs priced in Canadian dollars and Quebec, Ontario have them far more, far more exposure to U.S. dollar input costs than Western Canada. So what does that mean for business owners? Like specifically, what should they be doing, not doing? What if they're thinking about selling? Should they be selling soon? Should they be waiting to sell after the recession clears up? Like, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think it's 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 going to be a, a challenge, obviously, for for business owners. We are seeing some businesses look at acquisitions and pursue some acquisitions across sectors, not not sector specific. And we're definitely seeing an uptick in, on the sell side within certain pockets which I, I believe are more driven by demographic than anything else. I think for, for business owners, if you are looking to sell, it's always better to sell when there's some runway on good growth and good growth stories. If you have significant exposure to interest rate risk or foreign exchange risk, certainly that, that would indicate that now may be a, a time to consider uh, exploring your options. I think we're going to see a, a window here this year where where Transactions will bump up, but we're also going to see the flip side where you're going to see more distressed situations and more businesses that are finding it either difficult to refinance existing debt 
that's coming due or or get access to capital at interest rates that are, are palatable compared to where they were just a year or so ago. And that'll squeeze capital investment. That'll squeeze the availability of, of capital to pursue transactions. So we may start to see uh, a bit of a ceiling on valuations unless there's a clear strategic or uh, a bit of a recession-proof business that's being acquired. Yeah, I'd, I'd echo that to a, to a degree as well. I think if I'm a private business owner today, then the near term is a bit uncertain. So if I've got a business that's chugging along and doing really well, and for myself, it's, a, it's, a, it's an opportune time to consider a transaction, there's enough runway between now and fall to pull to get a process and to get a business in the market and hopefully uh, get, get closed before any significant economic recession should happen. On the flip side, if a business owner is you know still believing in growth and the business is doing well and they're not overly concerned with their business uh, going through a bit of an economic slowdown, like they say, it's never uh, never waste a good recession. There may be great opportunities for that business to maybe use up a little bit of the capital or the leverage um, availability on their balance sheet to make an acquisition or to expand into a new geography or maybe bring on some new business development people to fan business in, in countless ways. You talk about never waste a good recession. What are some examples of this? Because I don't know any good things out of a recession. So could you expand on that for me? Sure. Yeah, I think it's it's a bit of a, a cliche, but it's more of a broadening your horizons. And even though things may not be doing so well in specific sector or or, or broadly, maybe your sector is doing okay, so you can use that strength to take advantage of others' weaknesses. And and perhaps your business is struggling as well. But sometimes you know, working with others and and getting a great valuation on an acquisition when uh, things aren't going so well is, is, a, is a great idea, uh, a very tried and true strategy. Many of the conglomerates that exist in Western Canada all emerged through the 80s and early 90s when economic activity was in their doldrums and oil prices were um, volatile, if not suppressed uh, most of the time, and the future was significantly uncertain. So names like Trican and CNRL and Enzyme, they all got their start back then. Yeah, what I would add on to Greg's commentary there on the transaction front is in times like that, when we're approaching some sort of a recessionary situation, these are good times for companies to diversify as well. And we're actually seeing a lot of this diversification play happening already over the past two years or so. You look at Western Canadian-based companies that traditionally were more oil and gas or energy focused, the likes of Shawcore, the likes of Horizon North, and over the past 12 to 24 months, looking at their business model, looking at their strategic plan and their acquisition mandates, definitely seems like they're looking to diversify away from the traditional sectors they had exposure to and instead expanding into new sectors such as mining, industrial, and renewable energy these days as well. Again, these are companies, these companies can pursue these acquisitions to diversify because they have stronger balance sheets. They have the liquidity. And as the old saying goes, cash is king. I think that's really important when, it, when for business owners approaching inflationary environments like we currently are in, making sure you have that liquidity to pursue growth, to, to act to adapt based on the changing, changing economic conditions. 
that will be one of the key drivers for you going forward. Yeah, and I think here you hit the nail on the head, Ray, in terms of that balance sheet strength. And and for companies that do want to take advantage of, of a slowdown in the economy or or expansion, either geographic or diversification in what they offer, I think that the the balance sheet strength is critical. And, and companies need, if they haven't already been building it, they need to start building it now just to get that get that strength to pursue opportunities and grow. I mean, we see coming out of past recessions, some of the largest Canadian companies that exist today emerge from those past past recessions. So I think that that there will be opportunities. We will see consolidation. We will see uh, weaker companies either get purchased and bought up or they'll disappear. And I think the banks in their most recent filing all booked massive loan loss provisions to the tune of two and a half to three billion dollars across the banks. And those loan losses are tied to both consumer spending, but also business uh, business loans that they they may be forced to write off here going forward. Yeah, and on that note, Andrew, I think the the, the one thing that this goes back to Katie's original question there was what 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 does this mean for business owners in Canada? I, I think the, the the key thing, or at least from my perspective at least, is to to ask the right questions, right? To to be informed. You may not think it's the right time to sell or pursue a transaction, but just making sure you're talking to your advisors, making sure you're informed about what's happening within your sector, what kind of valuation you should be expecting, as well as what a transaction process would look like. Having this information at the, at the tips of your fingertips, it would just provide you with the knowledge to pull the trigger when it, the right time comes around. Greg, do you have any final thoughts or advice for business owners as, as we wrap up our topic of the day? You know, I think if I was a, a business owner today, I think Echo Ray a little bit is make sure that you're getting informed and staying on top of the current economic environment, monitoring your business and as many leading indicators as, as you have that help you understand how your business will look over the next three to 12 months. And if you start to see some signs of, of weakness, try and you know adjust, maybe add salespeople, consider transactions. If you think an acquisition may be a, an interesting way for you to expedite your business plans, you know, and if it if you're on an agent stage where you feel it's time that you should consider a sale for your, your yourself and your family, you know, we'd be happy to talk to you about trying to accomplish that before any economic weakness should happen to uh, slip into the market. Yeah, and I would just add that for for all businesses, keeping keeping in good con- contact with your banks, your lenders, your investors, um, making sure they're aware of how the business is doing, where you're seeing challenges, and where you're seeing opportunities to make sure that you're positioned to, to take advantage of those opportunities or deal deal with the challenges that you face. Cash will be king, as Ray said. Strong balance sheets will be important, but also being agile and adept at, at changing direction if you need to. We're going to see, I think, inventory builds for a lot of companies this year. We're going to see supply chains probably smooth out because demand will start to drop in certain pockets and in certain sectors. And for companies managing their cash flow as those dynamics take place will be critical to them sort of weathering the storm and being in a position to take advantage of opportunities. So that wraps up our, our thoughts on where Canada's economy is going today and, and how that will impact business owners. As every podcast, we uh, will shift to Ray's deal of the month where Ray will give, give you the highlights of a recent deal that's taken place in Western Canada 
and uh, and then we'll have a discussion around that deal and and what it possibly means for uh, for businesses and transactions in general. Ray, kick it off. Thank you, Andrew. The deal that we'll be we'll be profiling this time around is uh, a sale mandate that we worked on. This is for the Monarch Group, who recently sold to ABC Supply. Monarch is an Alberta-based building products distribution company. They distribute products including vinyl siding, fiber cement, roofing, and all related products and services. We were approached by the shareholders who were considering succession options. And after running through the whole process, we were successful in selling to ABC Supply, a U.S.-based building products distributor, which has over 600 locations in the U.S. What's interesting about this deal, actually, is that ABC chose Western Canada as its launch pad into the Canadian market. So this is their first foray entering Canada. And Back to Greg and Andrew's comments earlier, we, we think this speaks to the resiliency of the Western Canadian economy where with commodity pricing being a factor, when you look at housing starts, which still remains strong currently, it just shows how in ABC Supplies case, at least they do view these factors as favorable over the next 12 to 24 months for Western Canada. I guess I just would add to Ray's comment that, that it also tying it back to our other conversation or our broader conversation, well, while they're optimistic around strength in Western Canada, it's also an example of a company with a very strong balance sheet being able to take advantage of an opportunity that came up in the market. A, a large distribution, Western Canadian-based distribution business doesn't hit the market every week or every year. And ABC was able to take advantage of that opportunity and win a strategic process because of a strong balance sheet, an understanding of the Western Canadian economic engines that, that are driving the economy right now. And, and that's the type of opportunity that for our clients and for uh, everyone listening on this podcast, you want to be in a position to take advantage of through either a strong balance sheet or providing a good opportunity for an acquirer to come in and expand their operations through, through a well-run business. Well, fantastic. I think that that wraps up today's podcast. You can find us on our social medias at Whitehorn Merchant Capital or check us out on our website. And you can find us here next month where we talk about, Andrew, if you would expand. <laughs> politics, politics, politics. Everybody's favorite topic. It's one of the ones you're fun. supposed to avoid. Won't it be? Alberta election coming up, federal election turmoil or federal election party turmoil on, on all fronts. So we'll, we'll dive into what certainly the Alberta election means for Alberta-based businesses, as well as probably touch on the potential for a federal election and, and what's going on at the federal level. So join us next month and we'll get caught up on all things politics. Fantastic. Thanks, everyone, for listening. 